Can we just close our eyes for a minute? I know a lot of times we need music, we need drums, and God loves music, and he loves drums, and he loves voices, but sometimes just in the stillness, there's a knowing that he is God. So can we just sit in a holy stillness for a moment? And just begin to focus your attention on the holiness of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Become aware of the holiness of God. Push past the awkwardness of silence. We were made to be still and know. Now there's his presence. Let's say together, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Join me. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was again. Now let's lift our hands and sing it again. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come. Again, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They never tire of this in heaven. They're they're saying this forever. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. You're so holy, holy, holy. And you're the Lord God Almighty. You were, you are, and you are coming. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was who is, who is to come. Now go ahead and linger in his throne room. He said, come freely into the throne room of grace. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Come on, enter into the throne room of grace right now. What holds you back? Nothing but you. 
no demon in hell. That's our theology. There's no height. There's no depth. There's no width. There's no angel even. And there's no devil. Only thing that keeps us from the throne room is ourselves. Come on, enter in. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Oh, come on, worship him. Come on, worship him out of the fountain. Come on, be that woman at the well this morning that gave him a drink. You can have a drink, Lord, from the well of my soul. You can have a drink from the well in me. You're holy. You're almighty. You are. You are. And you're coming. Everybody sing, worthy is the lamb. Sing it out. right now you're going to say this forever worthy is the lamb worthy is the 
on, let's practice heaven. Revelation 4, 4. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the throne I saw, on those thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. It's going to be loud. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. Oh! Let God baptize your imagination right now to see where you are going. Praise God, in heaven we don't swim in Galveston waters. They won't be brown mysteries. It's a sea of glass. Just like the heart of God, nothing unseen, nothing hidden, no shadows. Before the throne was a sea of glass. And around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in the back. (laughs) Y'all think what y'all see in here is weird? Imagine all them eyeballs looking at you, seeing straight into the depths of your soul. My mom asked me the other day, she said, why do you think they got so many eyes? I said, mom, they see everybody all at the same time, everywhere. Woo! Four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. This is the throne room. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had the face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, full of eyes around and within, they do not rest night and day, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and they were created. Isn't that dramatic? They do not rest saying holy. They do not rest saying worthy. And they cast their crowns. 
This is a picture that Jesus gave John. You remember his vision? That he gave John the beloved, the one who named himself the disciple Jesus loves. That's in his book that he wrote. John the disciple Jesus loved. That would be my book too. Book of Jade. Jade, the, the best sheep. His favorite sheep, right? John. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Moses. You know, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. And in, in the first five books, you see Moses, the meekest man on earth. <laughs> Jesus gave this revelation to John to show us what is coming. We are going to be in the presence of God forever. But here's the part that blows my mind. The King of Kings has bestowed crowns on these 24, and he will also bestow them on us. I don't know another king hashing out crowns. He also says in Revelation, for those who overcome, you will sit on my throne with me. He didn't say, I created you a separate throne. It's the humility for me. It's the humility for me. I don't know of any of us in here that would hash out crowns from our throne and then let everybody sit on it with us. Everybody, including those of us who crucified him. That's me. Me and Mr. Dale, we know. <laughs> we crucified the king. And yet, we'll sit on his throne with him. Because he reigns over vengeance. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That'll be the greatest day that that's displayed. When I'm sitting on his throne. Mercy triumphs over judgment. But the 24 elders who are wearing gold crowns on their head, cast them before the throne with Jesus on it. And for that word, cast, it is not the word for gently taking it off and laying it down. It means to throw it. Throw it in the throne room. Come on. Our throne room is different. I know they don't do that here, but in that throne room, there's going to be some throwing. Come on. We're throwing the glory that God wants to put on us. We're throwing the honor he wants to put on us. We're throwing it back. Why? Because you're too holy and worthy. We're throwing our crowns at the... Can you imagine the sound? them gold crowns crashing into a sea of glass before the one whose eyes are like fire when you've been washed in the blood it's exciting when you still have the stain of his blood on your hands it's terrifying but how quickly we can be washed how quickly you can go from one to the other These crowns are crowns that we 
earn two. The Bible describes five. Five crowns to the believer that really believes till the end. Can we talk about them? You want to talk about these crowns? The first crown that we can receive as believers is the incorruptible crown. Can y'all help me this morning? Can somebody go to 1 Corinthians 9, 24? We're going to all shout the Bible out this morning. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. I just don't want us to get to heaven and be empty-handed in the presence of the king. I just don't want it to happen. I don't want to get there like, oh, I made it. Whew, and then you see them all throwing their crowns and you're standing there. I don't want to be standing while they're throwing. First Corinthians 9. Can somebody else go to First Thessalonians 2? Yeah, are you there? Okay, you hold that one. Who's going to go to 1 Thessalonians 2? When you're there, say, okay, Mr. Art. And then somebody else, can you go to 2 Timothy 4? When you're there, say, me. 2 Timothy 4. You got it? Okay. And somebody else, go to James 1. When you're there, say, me. Some of y'all used to play, Whitney, some of y'all used to play Bible competitions in VBS and it shows. 1 Peter 1. Somebody else, go to 1 Peter 1. You got it, Veronica? Okay. The incorruptible crown. Can you stand up, Lily, and read out 1 Corinthians 9, 24, and 25? Shout it out. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All, <laughs> all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. For an eternal prize. What translation is that? Okay. New living. So the new living says eternal prize. Another translation says an incorruptible crown. Another translation says the imperishable crown. He says, don't, don't you know everybody's running a race? Whether you run for the right thing or the wrong thing, you're all running. That's why when we don't have our focus on Jesus, we're like hamsters in the hamster wheel. We're just running, 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 no purpose, nothing. Just, just give me the food. I'm just in the hamster wheel. He said, everybody's running. You may as well run for this incorruptible crown. He said, those that run to make the money and those that run to get the fame and those who fight for their um, recognition and those who fight to be validated and those who fight to be seen, they'll get a crown. They'll lose it. He said, but those who fight to have an incorruptible heart before God, those who fight to have their only soul's purpose in their heart, is that God would be pleased. He said, they're getting a crown that'll never fade. It's as incorruptible as their heart because they lived as God-pleasers. This crown, if you want to wear the in incorruptible crown, you cannot be a man-pleaser. You'll get a crown here if you're a man-pleaser, and you only get it while you live. But if you live as a God-pleaser, 
There's an incorruptible crown you have eternally to eternally throw at the feet of the eternal king. This incorruptible crown is for the incorruptible heart, and you cannot corrupt a heart that lives to please God. Right now, just close your eyes, and if you say, there's anything in me, I'm living in the fear of man. I'm holding back from God because of people. I haven't obeyed because of myself. I'm pleasing myself above, above God. That's a man pleaser. I'm doing what I want over what God wants. I'm doing what they want over what God wants. Right now, release that to God in your heart. I'm sorry, God. I do not want anyone to take away the incorruptible crown from me. Give me an incorruptible heart. Give me an incorruptible heart so that in heaven I can throw an incorruptible crown before you to show you how worthy you are. That while I was on earth, you were the most important thing to me. Wash away my need to be seen. Wash away my need to be honored, to be validated, to be picked. Wash away my need. And replace it with a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Lord, I want to enter in and throw an incorruptible crown at your feet. Remove my eyes from the eyes of men and put them on your eyes that burn like fire and purify me from the inside out. You ready for the next crown? Mr. Dale's got this one. The second crown is the crown of rejoicing. Oh, wait, did I? Oh, yeah, you read. Okay. 1 Thessalonians 2.19. Who had that? Mr. Art, would you read it out? Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.19. He's talking to the people he discipled. He's talking to the people that he won their soul over to Jesus. He said, you want to know what my crown of rejoicing is going to be in heaven? It's you. You are my crown of rejoicing because I, got to, I get to be in the presence of God and say, look, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I won them over for you. He said, what's my joy in heaven? It's going to be you. Because the Lord is going to receive the reward of his suffering. What is his reward? You? 
me, when he won me, he got a part of the reward of his suffering. One of those drops of blood. <laughs> the crown of rejoicing is full of the gems of whose souls you won. Oh, don't go up there without being able to throw that crown. You got me, Lord, but I didn't get nobody else. When he talks about winning souls in Proverbs 11.30, he who wins souls is wise. The word to win doesn't mean you pray a prayer. It means you won them over like a person wins over. A man wins his bride over after she wasn't sure. I don't know. I mean, he's not really that romantic, and he didn't get the taco memo on the first date. I don't know. But then he wins her over. He woos her until she's like, oh, my gosh, could it ever have been anybody but you? Everything. That's what winning souls means. The body, the soul, and the spirit has just been given. You've won. Because I saw the example of somebody. Now, that doesn't mean if you just pray with them on the street and that's the last time you're ever going to see them, that there's not a reward. Of course there is. But when he says, he who wins souls is wise, he's saying the person who wins them over like a husband can win over his wife in the dating process, they're wise. Paul said, I won y'all over, and you're my reward. The crown of rejoicing <laughs> is for the soul winner. Now, all y'all at lunch are going to be like, hey, come here. You, come here. Hey, before you take this credit card and I put that extra 50, you want to be saved, don't you? Right? <laughs> Mr. Dell, I cannot imagine. Mm. It's going to be a loud one. And I'll tell you this, you both won me over to the deeper things. That's a winning of a part of the soul. You won me over. You convinced me, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. That's a rejoicing crown. Because he said, I endure the suffering for the joy set before me. And for those who bring me that joy by winning souls back to me, I'll put a crown of joy on their head. And they'll throw it right back. <laughs> Isn't this a scene? I cannot wait. But I guess we can because we need to win more souls. The third crown, are you ready? This is the crown of righteousness. Who has 2 Timothy 4? Can you read 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8? The crown of righteousness for those who have loved his appearing. 
This isn't just about when he cracks open the sky. This is about when he appears in a room. I love your appearing. When he shows up in the car, ooh, I love your appearing. I love when you show up. Paul said, I fought the good fight of faith. And got the crown of righteousness. I fought the good fight of faith. Paul says, there's many fights to fight, but there's a good one. Many fights. Am I right? There are many fights to fight. He says, but there's a good one. The good fight is the one you fight to keep believing. The good fight is the one you fight to keep having faith when the miracle hasn't come, when the person hasn't changed, when the money isn't coming, when the sickness lingers. I fight to keep on believing. He says, that's a good fight. He said, the person who keeps on believing will receive a crown of righteousness. Now think of Abraham. He's in the tent. He's mad at God. The Lord comes in and is like, I'm going to do so much for you. It's going to be so awesome. And Abraham says, what can you do for me? I don't even have a son. Can you imagine being that comfortable? That's how you know they were friends. God's like, that's my friend. See how he talked back to me? We're friends. Y'all want to know who else he called a friend? Moses. Y'all see how he talked back? God said, just go. Go on. Go ahead. Go with your people. I'm not going with you. And he said, I'm not going if you don't go. (laughs) The confidence of the friendship. Right? (laughs) You going ahead. Go take your people. I'll I'll watch you from over here. I'm not going with you. I'm mad. Well, if you're not going, I'm not going. I'm mad too. God's like, all right, I'll go. Okay, we'll go. Abraham's in his tent. He's salty. He's mad at God. He's the wrong kind of salt. And he says, what could you give me? I don't even have a son of my own. And God says, come out your tent, little small thinker. Come here. Come here, your little cutie pie, little small, narrow-minded. Come here. Come here. Has he ever had to do that to you? Come out your tent, please. You just, mm, come here. Come here. You're not thinking clearly. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out from among them and be separate, right? He comes out of his tent. God says, look, look up. He looks up and he sees all the stars and God says, count them for me. Tell me if you can. And Abraham's like, well, one, two, three, four. Okay, I can. And God says, in the same way that you cannot count these stars, so will your descendants be. And here I am, Abraham, I'm one of them. I'm your cutest granddaughter, but anyway. He comes out and he can't count the stars. And God says, it's going to be that way with your children. And it says, Abraham believed God. And God called Abraham righteous. Why? Believe. Am I right based on what I do? No, I am right based on what I believe. Paul said, you are made righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. And by that faith in Jesus Christ, you are made the righteousness of God. We fight so hard to be right, but not to be righteous. Sometimes righteous is being right and being quiet. (laughs) I hurt just saying it. My chest went like this. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Sometimes righteousness is being right and saying nothing. 
I'd rather be righteous than be right. He said, for the person who can think like that, for the person who can fight for that, you're going to get to heaven and there's a crown for you. That crown's called righteous. Woo! Who had James 1.12? Jump up, Whitney, read it out for us. The crown of life. Another translation says, for those who overcome temptation, they will receive the crown of life. What does your translation say, Ms. Pearl? James 1.12. James 1.12. Sorry, we're moving fast. We're moving fast. Those who overcome temptation because they love him. I love you more than that. Lord, I love you more than that. He said to those, there's a crown of life. Now, when you look at it in the Greek, it means to those who do not shift their eyes to look at temptation, to look at the test as being bigger than the cross, to look at the problem as being bigger than the solution, capital S. To those who do not shift their eyes, they're undistracted. They will receive the crown of life. I don't want to have half a crown on that one because I was half distracted and half focused. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they make the double-minded crown or not. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know if they do half of anything. He says, the person who refuses to live halfway focused on me and halfway focused on everything else. This crown is not for them. Those who lived with distracted minds and distracted eyes because I wasn't enough to focus on. That crown is not for them. But the person who turns away, they look away from temptation. They look away from glorifying the problem. They look away from themselves. And they focus, fixing their eyes on Jesus. They run their race. With endurance, there's a crown of life. Ooh. The last one is special. Can somebody go to 1 Peter 1? Who was that? Somebody had 1 Peter 1. Okay, Veronica, stand up and shout it out. 1 Peter 1 through 4. 1 through 4.
an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. It's funny you were reading an apostolic passage, apostle. What? Somebody... <laughs> It says that you will receive an inheritance that is incorruptible for those who feed the sheep. Just close your eyes. First Peter 5.2 Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly, not for dishonest gain but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Paul went throughout these regions and throughout these lands and throughout these places preaching and teaching and being obedient to shepherd the flock. Every single one of us has the opportunity to feed the sheep. Starve the sheep. If you don't ever tell the church that you love her, if you don't ever tell the church that she's going to make it, if you don't ever tell the church that she's beautiful, if you don't ever tell the church that the Lord loves her, 
you're starving the church. He said, the one who feeds the church, they feed their brothers and their sisters. They encourage them. They give them the word. They lift them up with truth. He said, that person gets a crown of glory. One more time, the five crowns. One, the incorruptible crown for the incorruptible heart. This crown is reserved for the God-pleasers. Two, the crown of rejoicing. This crown is reserved for the soul winners. Those who win over the soul. Making them fall in love with Jesus. The crown of righteousness. The one who fights to keep their faith to the end. The crown of life. The one who lives undistracted. Their focus stays on Jesus and stays on Jesus. And the crown of glory, the one who feeds God's church. Now, if you were to die right now, how many of the five do you have? If you walk out of the church and it's over, how many of the five are you getting? Just for the sake of believing in Jesus and the precious work he did on the cross, you get in. But that doesn't mean you get crowns to throw. (laughs) I want to be in the crown throwing squad. I don't want to just get in. Because I believed his worth. I want to throw crowns because I lived like he was worthy. And my message to you this morning is go for five. Go for five. Fight for your heart to be incorruptible, get the pride out. Get the jealousy out. That means you sit with God, the gardener, until he pulls out the weeds. Why? I want an incorruptible crown. And those are given to incorruptible hearts that do not live for man. But they live for God. If you were to leave right now, how many of the five are you getting? Here's my hope. <laughs> Lord, I'm feeding the sheep. <laughs> Here's my hope. <laughs> Revelation 19. Revelation chapter 19. Many people avoid this book because it's a scary. <laughs> I think it's more scary to avoid it. Because if I avoid it and I get there, where, 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 where y'all throwing all these crowns? Where can I get mine? Oh, it's too late, homie. You can't just, no, give me your crown like the Matthew 25 virgins. Can I have your oil? No. You can't go relive life. Come on, we don't run from the word. We dig into it. We dig into what's scary and say, Holy Spirit, help. Revelation is scary for the ones who don't have the blood all over them. That has washed them clean. Revelation 19. Oh my goodness. Verse 11. 
Now I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. And he was clothed with a, clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. And with it he will strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness the wrath of God and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written King of Kings Lord of Lords now what I'm highlighting is verse 12 and on his head were many crowns don't rob him of his crowns those many crowns are the crowns you put on his head those many crowns are the crowns you give back. We crown you now with many crowns. We crown you. Come on, don't go crownless. Don't go crownless. Because you don't want to be in there singing, we crown you now. to be up at the front one of the loud ones <laughs> me and Lynn y'all be careful now is that all the five I don't know that's just what I've studied I just know on his crown on his head are many crowns and with all the love in my heart this morning don't go crownless just make it by grace trust me it'd be enough but he always goes further and he says to those who overcome the world will sit on me sit on my throne with me and on their heads will be crowns that they will cast to please God. Get all of the corruption of man pleasing out of your heart. Lord, me to help me. Help me. 
God, get corruption out of our hearts. Be a soul winner. Be a soul winner. Come on, don't be selfish. Don't just know that he saves everybody and don't tell nobody. Have faith. Have faith. Believe that he's enough until the end. If you're still sick, have faith. If the bank is lying on you, y'all's bank ever told a lie? Have faith. They're not changing, have faith. They curse you out, have faith. They steal from you, have faith. Jesus said, let no one take your crown. That's in Revelation. That means your crowns can be taken from you. You can steal my money. You can steal my truck out there, and you will answer to God for stealing that truck because he gave it to me. You can steal my shoes. You can try to steal the anointing. You can do whatever you want to do, but you cannot steal my crown unless I give that over to you. Don't let anybody take your crown. Be undistracted. Overcome temptation. And feed God's people. Come on, feed God's people. Don't hold your encouragement back in a vault. Don't compete with yourself. Church against church, we compete against ourselves. Left hand against right hand. Come on. Feed the church. I'll leave you with this. If you were to go right now, how many you got? Come on, lift your hands all the way up. Come on, lift your hands all the way up. Let's sing it, Natalie. Worthy is the Lamb. He's worthy of the incorruptible heart. He's worthy of the soul winning. Come on, come on. He's worthy. God, I want to cast
let's practice heaven. Just sing this over and over. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You're worthy. just keep singing lightly like that when John stood in heaven he said who's worthy to break the seven seals and everybody started crying and weeping because nobody could open them nobody had worth and they said no 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 don't weep behold the lamb (laughs) behold the lamb he's worthy He'll open it all up so we can all come. He's worthy. And the one who had the authority to open up the seals that bring the end times that enter us into heaven is the Lamb. What would be considered a weak animal has the authority to break open the holy seals. And then in Revelation 5, he says, Don't cry. Don't cry. The lion of the tribe of Judah has conquered. The lion wipes away the tears, but the lamb breaks open the seals. (laughs) The lamb is the breaker, and the lion wipes away the tears. Oh, the paradox of heaven. If you say right now, I'm not right with the Lord. I'm not right with the Lord. I'm not asking if you've ever prayed a prayer. I'm asking if you're right with Jesus. You know if you were to pass away right now, you'd pass into the glory of God and you'd be happy to see him, not terrified of him. You know you are not right with God. Throw your hand up for me. Throw your hand up for me so I can see it. Thank you. Anybody else? Throw your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Come on, with our believers, everybody lift your hands with them. We're all one body. Come on, lift your hands with those who said, I know I'm not right because we're about to get right. It's so simple. 
Come on in the presence of Jesus, church. Let's say this. is the Lamb. Mr. Della, Ms. Pearl, I see keys coming into your hands. Keys coming into your hands. Depression is leaving. Depression is leaving. Let it go. Let it go. Don't hold on to it. Let it go. Let it leave. Let it leave. Don't try to hold on to it. Depression is leaving. Let it leave. Let it leave. 
take its exit. the 